0: Welcome back to another episode of Confabulation. Um, I thought that we would start this week out by introducing ourselves, so any new listeners can know um, who we are. And we are—we all work at our sister's house located in North Tacoma. My name is Joy, and I'm going to let my co-hosts introduce themselves.
1: Uh, Hi, is- I'm
0: Jill. Oh,
2: <laughs> go ahead, Gabe.
1: My name is Gabe. I'm the DV advocate.
2: Hi, I'm Jill. I'm the legal advocate. Hi,
3: I'm Beverly.
0: So today we're starting confabulation out kind of on a really sad note. Um, I believe yesterday in Ink. ink If I say anything wrong, it's because it's really early in the morning. Okay, I'm just gonna say in Georgia, eight Asian American women were shot to death at three different massage parlors in the Atlanta area. Ms. Beverly's telling me it's six now. On Tuesday evening, um, there has been rising fears that crimes may be targeted towards people of Asian descent. So six people were killed and two of them were white, according to law enforcement officials. All but one were women. Um, a suspect identified as robber Aaron Long, who is 21. He lived in Woodstock, Georgia, was captured in Crisp County, about 150 miles south of Atlanta after a manhunt, said the authorities, who had earlier released a surveillance image of the suspect near a Hyundai a Hyundai outside of one of the massage parlors. So he drove to two different locations. Like both of the locations were about 30 minutes away from each other, according to this video I watched this morning. And, um, he drove to one location in Akeworth, Georgia, and he killed four people there. Then he drove 30 minutes away. And then there were two um, spas next to each other and he killed two people, um, at each of those spas, and he was on his way to Florida to kill more people, um, according to authorities. And the police refused to say it's a hate crime, and I just don't think that they should be the main ones deciding what's a hate crime or not. Let's start there. There definitely has been lots of racial motivation um, and lots of anti-Asian discrimination during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, And of course, the previous president really fed into that. And this is a horrible tragedy. Um, I want to know what you guys think about it.
2: Well, I know. It's typical. This country is just... I don't know. I'm so tired of all these white supremacist people running around killing everybody. Um, and yeah, to to blame anybody of Asian descent for the coronavirus is just ludicrous. This it I'm kind of speechless actually. <laughs> right it's just so stupid and oh it's not a hate crime that is the most typical thing of this situation it's, they, it's never a hate crime unless
0: it's
1: against someone white
0: exactly and
2: never was, a hate
1: crime i was and reading a an article that one of the the sheriffs or the police officer who's investigating it. he's like he said something that the guy was just having a bad day <laughs> and, and that was that's just crazy to me like you don't have you know, normal people don't kill six people when they're having a bad day.
0: I go and take and a nap.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you go take a nap. You'll get a couple of drinks and you go relax <laughs> when you're having a bad day. But, um, uh, and then they tied it to something to do with his sex addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like a big thing, and then he went to these, you know, Asian parlors because he was so mad that that he has this sex addiction. It was just too much to handle or whatever. And even that's, that's a little bit racist in itself is associating, um, you know, sex work with, Mm -hmm. you know, Asian women, Um, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of racist in itself. And um, just for, you know, the leaders of the community, the police officers, not to just, you know, acknowledge, you know, that this is such something so terrible, you know, this white man is killing people, Um, you know, this is just the same pattern that we continually see over and over again. Um, and nothing's really changing.
0: I mean, I believe the police can relate. They have a bad day, and they go shoot eight people themselves. So this is a place they can sympathize <laughs> like, <laughs> with. Yeah, like,
2: you know what? It would it would be funnier if it weren't so true and pathetic.
0: Exactly. You
2: know. So I yeah, this is just ridiculous, and it's not kind of racist Gabe. It's just plain gardening variety racism mm-hmm. is what it is it and um they're not i like to see what they're going to do to this dude exactly and at 21
3: years old at 20. having a bad day 21 years old really
2: exactly.
0: yeah i'll give
3: you a bad day for real, you ain't saying <laughs> yeah, that. You, you don't know, know what a
0: bad day is. And I hate how they're highlighting that he had a bad day when six families are now mourning a loss. And, and, they're having okay, a and ask
2: them exactly what a bad day is. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: But this is typical. Like I'm saying, this is all typical. Like, you know, let's excuse away the reason he shot eight people. Let's it just could, excuse it away. Uh, I have a sex addiction. Uh, exactly, I'm having a bad day. You know, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm white, and I'm I'm frustrated. It's they're taking over the country.
0: <laughs> taking uh, over.
2: <laughs>
0: and don't they ha- like? Why couldn't he just commit himself into like a rehab facility? You decide to go shoot and kill people. Because- and that's and that's another thing we need to analyze is why is all of all of these white men who have bad days or who have problems their first instinct is to go and kill somebody that makes no sense to me. And,
3: and okay. So if you're having a bad day and your instinct is to go and kill someone, why wasn't it six white
0: people? Exactly. Why was it automatically six? A yeah, different people? race, right? Exactly.
2: Like that, the, what's his name that shot all the black, uh, parishioners at the, ch- at that church.
0: Dylan something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dylan, yeah. 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 I, okay. I heard that the police officer stopped and got him a burger at Burger. They, King yeah.
2: No, it, it was at McDonald's, I think, but <laughs> apples and oranges. Um <laughs> this is just this is this is the epitome of white privilege. Well let me just go out and shoot eight people and see what happens to me.
3: Okay.
0: And the way that they like escort them out of the scene so nicely, and they suddenly become their attorney, attorneys, and PR press automatically. But if it had been a black man, he would have never made it to the police car. Okay, never.
2: right, right, ever. Joy. ever. He, he, he's lucky he's white and he's still living.
3: And can you see a black person in the in the position that this young uh, young man is saying? I'm having a bad day so I decided to start shooting up white people. Yeah.
0: Exactly. We have bad days caused by white people all the time. Every day, all day. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And they want we can't go around just shooting white people. We go home, we drink and we complain to other black people about white people. That's <laughs> <laughs> just all hey, of- I don't
2: I don't just complain about white people just the black people. <laughs> I, I I am non-denominational complaining to other people of color.
0: <laughs> non-denominational complaining. I just I just think that it's crazy how hate can be like hate can fuel somebody so quickly. Like that makes no sense to me how you could just be like, I hate this other race because of covid and there's no facts there's nothing given there's no statistics as to asian yeah. americans are the ones bringing this in like it's literally just because pure I, ignorance i wonder what would have happened if the
2: coronavirus originated from here
0: Can you mad <laughs> They would have had a PR, they would have had some PR something like, oh, it just happened because of ABCDEFG. There would have been so many reasons as to why it happened. There would have been so much research, but no, of course, in America, we just want to pin it on another race. Well, I,
2: I, I, they were probably, they would probably say it's the American virus. No, I doubt it. They (laughs) would just say it's a virus. This
0: exactly.
2: this country is so messed up.
0: And we have I'm- to look at the fact that this isn't the first um, mass crime that has happened. I believe in December, this uh, white man blew up a whole entire district. I think it was Boston, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, yeah, I
2: remember that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and no, like, no news covered it. He literally bombed a whole entire um, city block.
1: Yeah, you know what I was thinking is You know, we always talk about like these mass shooters and these like really this racial violence that's occurring in America and like coming up with solutions for it. it's always seems to go around. Oh, we need gun control laws or, you know, different things like that. But really like I'm kind of thinking about it is there needs to be some diversity education, like in schools Mm -hmm. to prevent these acts of racial violence from even occurring because like. The biggest problem in america right now is white supremacy i think um and like addressing that in the school system and giving history of african americans giving history of asian americans accurate history the history of yeah accurate history and the history of our you know where america even came from how we basically took the land from you know the native american people like that should be honest things that we talk about in our schools because you know these white supremacists that are being raised and these kids growing up they're never going to be taught you know differently they're always going to have this you know racial view this really biased view and to me rather than you know controlling guns or not letting people buy assault rifles you need to be educating people about diversity about cultural awareness cultural intelligence um and i think they need
2: to do it really really young
1: like yeah.
2: like young like in grade school like mm-hmm. in first and second grade because and
0: it. i think that they need to start like it's not as intense in preschool it gets a little bit more intense and then in high school that's when you have to get really intense with the truth like y'all messed up and this is where you guys messed up at and this is why you need to be exactly unapologetic unapologetic Unapologetically, unapologetically anti-racist. Well, but, but you know, I well,
2: guess seems, oh go ahead, Beverly. Well, sorry.
3: It almost seems like <clears throat> that might be a cure for way down the line in the future. Because for how many years have has it been this way in to try to change and educate now? I mean back east. Chicago, Detroit, and places like that—they teach Black history and they teach correctly about Black history. But places like Washington, Idaho, and all these places—they are not going to teach cultural um, correction. They're not teach. They're not going to teach because then. These white supremacists have to stand down. They would have to step back and take accountability. And they're not going to take accountability because they're always going to have the mindset of supremacy.
2: Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think, I mean, this is my opinion, but I don't, we're never going to get rid of racism. Exactly. Ever. It's not, we can't get rid of it. It's too ingrained in all our systems. This country was built on racist principles Mm -hmm. before before the Europeans ever came over here. They were racist coming over here. So it just, it's never going to go away. At least none of us will see it. Right. That's what I'm saying
0: because people keep saying it's going to die out with the older generation but this no 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 it's not it gets stronger yep and the reason
2: these kids um need to be taught in grade school like first kindergarten first second grade is because they learn it from their parents and other family members Mm -hmm. that's where they learn it it's a learned behavior yep it's not innate it's learned and so, and so, this is why it will never go away. Because as, as long as you have generations of people teaching their children, their grandchildren, their nieces, their nephews, racist principles and stereotypes, um, then you, you're always going to have racism. I doubt if my great, 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 great grandkids will. Um, Will be living without it. Mm-hmm. It's just never going to go away. So the only thing really to do is to not tolerate it, right? Mm-hmm. So and so and not give it license, and and so you know all these people are coming out of the woodwork because they've been allowed to. They've been been given license to. For a while they were un- they were just sitting in their little chairs somewhere in their little homes just. Grumbling to themselves, but not doing too much about it because, pe- you know, because people weren't putting up with that, and now all of a sudden, after four years of Trump, here we have all these people given license to exhibit the, their racist behaviors all out in public, right? And I so, think-
0: yeah. So, go ahead, Joanne. I'm sorry. I think it's dangerous to say that like racism just looks like. The, old, the people in the woodworks um, who are hiding, who own Confederate flags, who outright want to say the N-word with the hard E-R, who are just blatantly racist. We need to look at um, Supreme Court judges who are subliminally racist as well, because even though those people might stay out in the woodworks and only come out when people like Trump and stuff come out, those Supreme Court judges also give them license to be racist. There's teachers that give um, kids like that license to be racist. There's lots of police officers. There's people who hold power and that are, it's not just uneducated people, it's educated people who continuously practice racism.
2: Right. I didn't mean to suggest it was uneducated people, although the blatant ones, like you were saying, are the ones who they're mostly uneducated, come on, for the most part. Now, there have been professors and college professors out there doing crazy stuff. So that's not the you know, the rule overall. But for the most part, you have to be somewhat uneducated to, to be racist. I mean, you cannot, you know, and I'm not talking you have to have a PhD or a master's or a bachelor's degree, even. I'm talking about just educated in the ways. Uh, of of life and how humans roam this earth and how how our different and all about our differences, right?
0: So you have to be pretty pretty uneducated. I think that there's a willing ignorance in America because there's of way too many articles out there that discuss racism. There's way too many things that. You can now expose yourself to culture and for you to know why race, why racism is wrong, but you don't want to change your ways. You still want to view yourself as a more powerful right. race. You don't want to give up, like, like in a domestic violence situation, a lot of yeah. white men don't want to give up that power. They don't mm-hmm. want to give up that control. They want this country to continue to run on racism. So- until we get like out of that whole entire mindset and until we take those people of power and they give up that control, we're never, ever going to see. that's
2: why racism will never end because they're never going to, they're never going to check themselves. They're never, they're never going to check themselves because they don't have to.
0: Exactly. They don't have to. There's no, there's There's not enough public force. There's not enough, um, there's not enough people within our own community asking for them to give up that power?
2: Well, you can ask all you want, but you ain't going to get, because power is really hard to give up, and why would an extremely wealthy white man or woman with all the white privilege in the world sitting on the mountaintop want to give that up? They don't. They don't have to interact with us. They don't have to care about us. This is a dominant white society, so... They, so why should they have to? They're not going to.
0: Exactly. I think we could even, cause they'll, um they will use us for political gain like Biden did. Biden used the black community like the, with force. Okay. He elected Kamala so that we would vote for him. First of all. Well, he
2: was the only person left to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> i mean either that or just don't vote
0: pretty much pretty much. john didn't even want to vote and then as soon as you know biden pulled out that i will not be taking fifty thousand dollars off of student loans john was like see see this is why i didn't want to vote and i was like okay i understand was, your yeah point.
1: that was the only thing i really liked about biden was his he might be taking away student loans he when might I was backing up that was i was like I got student loans, so go ahead.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'll die
2: before mine are paid, so I don't care. Yeah,
1: but I know, like, everyone's (laughs) pissed about that. All the people that already paid their student loans, (laughs) they're like, oh, I paid mine. Why should you have to use taxpayer dollars to help pay yours? Like, you chose to go to school. You chose to take that out. Like, how is that fair? But at the end of the day, I have them, so.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So not much to do about that. They'll get their little chump change every month. Once it starts back up, and that's all they're getting because mm-hmm. it, it, it's just, I, I kind of knew that I'm, I just kind of knew that wasn't going to happen, but well, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm just so tired of, I don't even watch the news anymore like I used to.
0: I don't, any
2: kind of news, and I, and I'm not a, you know, I don't really, I don't usually watch mainstream news. I watch other, you know, I'll watch it, but then I have other news sources that I go to and I, I'm i just like, okay, whatever. I'm just trying to live my life now. I get by the bed. I can but it's that the, the flip side of that is that's bad is that's apathy. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is how these things just, you know, Slide slide under the radar and keep happening. Yeah, you know, I was kind but, of that way. Like
1: I, I was pretty apathetic towards a lot of things just because it was like emotionally and like mentally draining to like see all this stuff and see all this stuff going on. Yeah. But I realized that like me being apathetic is kind of showing that you know I don't care about joy. I don't care about Jill's struggle. I don't care about Beverly's struggle or the asian friends that i have or the native american friends that i have or hispanic friends and being apathetic about like these types of issues kind of shows you know if these issues are important to you know you guys for me being your friends and being close to you that really shows that i don't really care about you if i don't care about the struggle so like that's a big reason why like i you know am not apathetic about a lot of these issues
2: yeah i'm um, yeah it and and gabe i really appreciate that about you
0: Um, i respect you for that yeah i
2: really have a lot of respect for you about that because i only know about three or four people who are white who do that yeah three
1: and for like anybody that's listening like if you feel the same way and you're feeling apathetic like look around you and look at the people you know that you're friends with and that you're close to and look at what you know they're talking about and their struggles and like i think that really shows that you you care about them like on a deeper level rather than just you know on the surface Mm -hmm. um so yeah
0: i think it's very important to have people who are apathetic because
1: no no it's not mean empathetic oh,
0: empathetic, empathetic. Yeah, yeah sorry but um I have to say personally for myself I'm exhausted like mm-hmm. even when this shooting came up like I had to force myself to watch it especially when I'm on social media and there, like there's another video talking about it or there's another video talking about black history I scroll past it because at this point I'm just I'm tired and it's mentally draining and I don't have the mental capacity to handle anymore
1: yeah. yeah. This kind of reminds me of, you know, it's like a an incident that really spurred like a big movement. Like in for the black community, that was, you know, what happened with George Floyd. And I think this incident is something that spurred something for the Asian community because, you know, racism for Asian Americans, you know, has been going on with it being called the China virus, or um, I saw someone at a fub a place get up on a table and say, um, like ching chong ching bang, like uh you caused the coronavirus and they walked out and like yelling at these really nice you know asian people at a pho restaurant um, after
0: eating their food after eating their oh yeah yeah
1: um so like this is i think it's something that's important that to you know talk about i think this event you know it's terrible that it happened but i think that you know for asian americans it's something that's really started them to you know get going and you know not take any bs from people Uh, that are discriminating them too. um
0: i think to me this is the time for all people of color to stand in solidarity with each other um like we need to be clear that the burden of ending racism rests upon white people and those that uphold the benefits of white supremacy and white privilege um, and white entitlement, that that shouldn't rest upon us. We need to look at one common enemy and not just see each and see each other as allies. Yeah. And heavily, cause now they're able to relate to the fact that this, like the same, the same incident that happened with George Floyd and the same way that the media spent it is the same exact way that they're spinning this incident as well. Yeah. They, they at the end of the day they only protect white people. They never protect us. Yeah. And we need to hold them accountable for
1: that. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't come to something where people see this as they're taking away from like the Black Lives Matter movement or this is, you know, over like the Black Lives Matter movement is, you know, not being recognized as much because this is coming up. Um uh, I think this is just, you know, adding fuel to the fire if anything for know, people of color and minorities.
0: Exactly. We need to see it as when this happens to somebody else who does not look like me, this also has happened to me. Because at the end of the day, the stories are all the same.
2: Yeah, you know, that's actually a good saying, Joy. Yeah, because, because we all experience all people of color experience racism in different varying degrees and in different ways, but in a lot of the same ways. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's just time we all band together, um, no matter how it affects us through our own culture, um, yeah, or our or our own phenotypes and our own um, stereotypes it's basically all under the umbrella of racism Mm -hmm. so I think yeah I think solidarity needs needs to happen Um, because as we just said it's never going to go away but we if we're if if we stand in solidarity we can push it we can push back at it you know, so, but there's so much that needs to happen. And most of it is legislative. Mm
0: -hmm. But I think it starts at the, at the root. I think that if you're in a workplace where you have someone who is being, who is expressing microaggressions, and you know that this, like they do it, especially with this coworker, by telling them, no, you need to stop and you don't tell them privately, you tell them publicly. So other people know that, this person cannot do this anymore and make them uncomfortable and embarrassed. Racism should be an uncomfortable situation. A lot of people have been comfortable with racism for way too long. For you to express all of these microaggressions, for you to express all these stereotypes and for you to think it's okay, I'm gonna get away with it because I got away with it last time. By saying no, this time, they're not gonna do it again. They aren't. And I've seen... You know,
2: that's a good point, Joy, saying it out loud, you know, um, of course, people have to be careful in their work environments, but I would challenge any company where I would, you you know, where I'm hired at, if I saw racist practice, I didn't, I didn't shout it from the rooftops. Okay, want to fire me for that? We might be going to court you know, and, and so, yeah, you have to, because I'm of the, the, I'm of this, this is, if you have the nerve to say or do or insinuate something about me in public, I'm not one of those people that goes, well, can I talk to you for a minute over (laughs) here? No, I'm going to embarrass you worse in front of other people like you have the nerve to do me and let's see how you like it you know so i i'm in total agreement of that that's a good point joy Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. but also uh, there's a lot of like ignorant calling out ignorance too publicly um there was uh i don't know if you guys have you guys heard what happened to myers leonard no so myers leonard he's uh he played for the heat for the nba he's a basketball player and he was playing call of duty and he was live streaming um one of these things with him playing and he was like he got upset because he got you know killed or whatever so he said oh you effing kike um yeah and then and that's live stream so this is being recorded everybody people see it and he's an nba player um, and for those of you that don't know what that means, it's uh, a Jewish slur that um, Nazis would call the Jews during the Holocaust. So um, it's really offensive to you know Jewish people. It's kind of you know on the same level as you know the N word for you know calling someone a black person. Um, but uh, what happened out of that? That he came out with a statement saying he didn't had he didn't know what it meant or didn't know about the significance oh, of the really. word. And i didn't like, even
0: know that word existed so yeah i mean oh, he it, did he knew what it was like,
1: but like if you're saying the word you probably know at least a little bit about what it means and so that's you know to me that's kind of bs but you know what happened out of it was the team they came out with a statement and they said we don't want to associate with myers leonard anymore um and they ended up trading him and so they traded him to a team and the team the team they did a trade with like multiple players and they took him and then they came on the same where letting Myers Leonard go. So he really, his career is basically over because he said this, this one word, he's making millions and millions of dollars in the NBA. And because of this, and the NBA has really been really good about addressing you know these issues overall. And they've really been strong and um, <coughs> about holding that stance. Yeah, um, unlike
2: the NFL. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. so um, I respect the NBA a lot um, for, you know, taking, you know, staying strong, you know, in face of everything that's been going on. But basically, Mars Leonard doesn't have a job anymore just because he said this one really offensive word playing a video game. Um, and I kind of wanted to hear thought your thoughts. Is it justified for him to not have a career anymore um, out of this, you know, ignorant thing that he said?
2: Yeah. I
0: think it's justified. Yeah, and this is the way you you push
2: back, mm-hmm. you know, hit them hit them where it hurts. Well, now you have no career, and we've cut off your financials supply, and your lifestyle just went down the tubes. I don't feel sorry for you at all, because that's what should happen to you.
1: Yeah, and I agree, because you know if you don't address this like the way you're doing, it just opens doors for other people to do the exact same thing. And if you, you know, publicly do this and say, where well, this is not being tolerated at all, you know, I think that's when you start to see behaviors change because this is actually affecting He admires Leonard. He's a white guy. Now this is actually affecting his life to a degree where it matters to him a lot. Okay. So I think he, I would hate to be him, but you know, at the end of the day, he did it. I think some the consequences for his actions, but like losing your career over, you know, a video game that, you know, that's gotta hurt. And I hope that, you know, he, this maybe changes him for the better and changes the way he goes about his life. Um, and I hope he doesn't resent, you know, what's going on, you know, anything, but. Mm. I think
0: that at first he's gonna go through the stitches of grief where he's gonna blame other people. And then he's finally gonna learn that, I okay, this think, was my fault. I don't think he's gonna learn anything.
2: Outwardly to the public, he's gonna make it seem like he does. But inwardly, at home and around all his, you know, his friends or whatever, he's going to be just the same, and he's going to be pissed off that he lost his job at the, and he's going to blame other people for it. And I, that's- I doubt that he's going to.
0: The thing is, though, is that at this point, since we've already said racism isn't going away, that is fine. You want to go do that in your home. You want to go be racist in your home. That is fine. But as soon as you step outside of your home, do not express that here. Like yeah. you should be so embarrassed to express it like out in the streets. And I think it will get to the point that you're so ex- embarrassed to express it out in the streets that you won't want to do it at home.
3: Well, and it just needs to go beyond more than embarrassment. Like he's he's paying the cost now. Look at, will he do it again? No. (laughs) No, because they hit him where where it hurts. Like you said, the pocket, right? It all starts at the top.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is, you just gotta hit him where it hurts. They don't care, you know, White supremacists don't care about anything but what but their pocketbooks that exactly. They care about that. When you cut that off, you do chop their legs off mm-hmm. and they can go use their arms and scoot on the ground and go somewhere and be racist somewhere else. But you know, hey, there you you've cut you've cut off their power.
0: and so, yeah. I'm just like all in favor of that. And I think it's happening a lot more now. And that's why Republicans are so against cancel culture is because um, what's it called? It's because a lot of them are losing their jobs due to racist practices or past videos or past the past things that they have said that have popped up. And now people are like, oh, yeah, we don't tolerate this anymore. You're going to lose your job. Like there was a, um, this kid who filmed this girl fresh who had a, he, he had a Snapchat video of this girl saying the N-word and I believe she was like in blackface or something. Um, she, she did this freshman year. He did the Snapchat and he saved it. And she really wanted to go to this call, call that for her. And as soon as she put in her application, he sent that video to the school mm. and the school refused to accept her into college and all the I other schools, that, yeah. all her backup schools refused to accept her as well and she's like I shouldn't be punished over one video yeah you should. should and she's like my future is now on the decline I don't have a future anymore I'm really sorry about what I said I shouldn't have done that and it's like you shouldn't have thought to even do this in the first place you shouldn't have thought it was acceptable in the first place and she's like that was a private video private or not
2: yeah. Well, then that shows your true colors,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and this sorry stuff gets on my nerves. This, these, these apologies, you know, I, you know, I don't care about these apologies at all. You weren't sorry when you did it. No, I'm sorry
0: with the consequences. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're just sorry. You got caught doing it. Yeah. yeah. You see what's happening to that the girl in the back of that Uber driver's car. Oh, was like yeah. On him. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, there was a video came out, there was like an Uber driver. And there was this girl in the backseat getting really irritated for some reason. And then she, she was mad at the driver. So she started coughing on him. Just like because, you know, with Coronavirus and everything like that's a that's a big deal, because you're putting his life at risk. Wow.
0: Oh, She and refused to wear a mask. too. Because
1: she refused to wear a mask in the Uber driver's car and he wouldn't drive without her putting on a mask. So now she's facing, I think they came out with 20 years in prison for her. And And because she has like a record of doing, you know, similar things to this, I'm not sure, but also like some other racial things that she did in her past that she maybe like got away with were a little bit on her record. And now it's, you know, this is all built up and now you're facing 20 years in jail. And that's, that's like... Like, I can't imagine like 20 years in jail, like I'm going to really start thinking about, you know, what I say, like, that's, that's really hard. And I, I don't like wish that upon anybody, but like what you did somehow you've got to pay for it. And, you know, I'm in a way like it's, you know, it's a good thing to see that, you know, she's facing those, you know, consequences for, you know, what she's done rather than just being, you know, let go
0: yeah because yeah. she even she made a whole entire video talking about i'm only going to use lyft from now on f uber and then lyft came out with a statement saying that they are banning her from their platform as well, <laughs> so. well
2: she can <laughs> lift herself up into a prison bus that's what exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> i think that cancel culture is the only thing that will get us past this yeah Hell. i think you have
1: to be careful though just
0: how how do we have to be careful?
1: Just like not limiting, you know, critical thinking in a way where yeah, that's just,
2: true. Yep. I like, agree. Yeah. Like
1: if you read uh George Orwell's book, like Animal Farm, um, you know, they talked about this thing called uh what is it? Do you remember do you ever read that, Jill?
2: Uh my son gave it to me to read, and I started reading it. This was years ago and I never finished
1: it. Okay. But basically, you know, what happened was, you know, the leaders limited the way that you talk. You're only allowed to like talk in a certain way. And, you know, I think that, you know, canceling things when people are critically thinking, I think you got to be, you know, careful with that. And, you know, we're going in ways where I don't feel like even comfortable just like expressing, you know, my thoughts or my opinions without fear of just being, you know, losing my career over that. Like, I think you gotta, you gotta be careful with that. And then, um, you can't just like, just being careful, I guess. I'm not really wearing it in a good way. You know, someone.
2: No, I get, I get what you're saying, Gabe. And I agree because, um, me, I could be canceled for saying something. Joy could be canceled. Beverly you for saying something. Um, and so, you, you kind of do have to put that element of critical thinking into it. However, this is why this stuff is so, the lines are so blurred, but you can't get around it. Like now, okay, her saying, her her doing that, you know, um, critically thinking, yeah, you need to go somewhere for a long time. 20 years, that's what they gave you. Okay, well, too bad for you. But but you need, you need to be punished some kind of way. You can't just keep getting away with like that. But, um, and the football player, no, you need to be canceled too, because, um, I don't know how you can blur the lines of someone saying kike. I, I just, I don't know how that works. So since, since, I'm sorry, I'm a pretty good critical thinker and you just said the word blatantly towards someone, it's derogatory and you suffer the consequences for it. You got canceled. But yeah, in some instances, you yeah, you do have to really kind of, um, you know, look at the situation, which brings us back to this crime against all of these Asian nail salon workers and this guy who did that um um people saying or whoever was saying the police saying this isn't a hate crime right Mm -hmm. well how do you you haven't like joy said you're not qualified (laughs) to decipher that we do we all know it's a hate crime yes but as legally you're not qualified to decipher that that's up to the attorney general right and so and so that's where the critical thinking part comes in and yes it should be deemed a hate crime um but then you know it it, it, that's up to the attorney general's
1: office yeah i would rather have the police just say they don't know or it's under investigation rather than making you know assumptions about different things that they think could happen you know you've got to you know, I, I do think, you know, in America, it's innocent until proven guilty. And you do have to, you know, show the evidence and investigate things before you make statements of what you believe to be as facts. Right. Um, and they shouldn't be making that. And that should be left up to a judge or after they investigate, you know, what's going on um, and not making assumptions that are really, you know, affected by their bias. And, you know, that's a problem. Yeah. Too.
2: Well, in America, you actually aren't innocent until proven guilty. You're guilty unless you can afford a lawyer to gather the information to prove you're not. That's what that is.
0: Well, you're always guilty. For different races. Yeah. Ones might be, you know.
2: Well, it's starting to not be so good for poor white people either. Because let's, let's all not forget that it is historical the way white people treat other white people that they don't think are up to are um, in their class right hence white trash so they will kick they will kick they will kick white people to the curb too
0: I don't oh, I don't think so
2: oh also yeah yeah they do
0: when it comes to classism yes but if it comes down to them defending white trash versus a black person they're gonna well do. of
2: course yeah of course they're they in their eyes their quote-unquote lowest common denominator of their race is always going to be above anybody of color especially black people but within their within their culture and their race that's what they do they look they 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 look at someone who they don't deem as worthy enough because they don't, they're not as educated. They don't have as much money. They're not as sophisticated or well-rounded. And then they deem them, you know, trailer trash, white trash where we didn't make up those those terms, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I just think that um... We need to be more on the lookout, especially now for um, Asian Americans. I just saw another video of this Asian American woman who was being attacked by this teenager and she had a, she had some a stick or something and she beat him back to the point that he had to go in, in the ambulance. But she was also like her face had blood on it, but they were attending to the um, to the white teenager. And she was like crying out, like she clearly didn't speak English and she was crying out in her language and no one was even trying to see if she needed medical help or mental or medical intervention. And mm. this is like a weak and vulnerable, um, older Asian woman. So not only are they going for people, they're going for the most vulnerable people in that population because yeah. they know it's something they can get away with because they know it's probably someone who doesn't understand English. Um, and that's just, it's just sickening. And it's teenage, it's its disgusting. I just, I really can't. I don't understand how you in your like mental space you're like, this is okay for me to do simply because I don't like this race. Simply because I don't, it's not even like it's simply because I don't understand this race. Like, I just, I don't understand.
2: There are others. That's what they, under- there are others. We are us and they are the others. And can't have others with us they need to be totally separate and apart because they're not like us mm-hmm. but that's getting ready to change and by what year is it this is the 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 latino population will out <laughs> outnumber the the white population in this country so
0: well I yeah that's when they're going to start fighting back
2: no they're all that's what they're doing now because they're scared they're losing their country
1: what is it going to take for you know people of color and minority groups to really band together and fight you know white supremacy as a whole Is, is that possible in the near future
0: i think the only way we can do this and we were kind of talking about this yesterday is by understanding um one, that we're not the enemy, we're all allies, that, they, that, that white people completely view us as others, and mm-hmm. to also understand each other's um, stories, to understand each other's vulnerabilities, to understand each other's history, and to be um, aware and be like, okay, I understand that this person or this race faced this, they went through this, and to be able to um, empathize with them. Yeah. And I feel like that's the only way we can move past it because we still have all of these different barriers against us. Like, um, a lot of, Asian or other minorities might view black people as lesser than and they might feed into the certain stereotypes that we have that we still like we still we kill and all of those other things that just aren't true and then we might also feed into um, stereotypes that um, white people have perpetuated upon Asians and until we can go past those stereotypes and go past those barriers and understand that at the end of the day we're all allies. I don't, don't see us spanning together.
2: Yeah
1: Because mm. really well, there's because it's not just white people that can be have those stereotypes or have those biases, you know um, you know, any no matter like what race you are. You probably you don't know, might have you know the similar you know biases you know there have been you know a lot of tension like we talked about between the African American community and you know the Asian American community. Um, so that's you know,
0: why I said to not feed into those stereotypes. Yeah, yeah Yeah,
2: yeah. Because great. that tension between different um, different groups of color is still perpetuated by white supremacy you know, and so, and, and so if we just can get past that, if we can just, I think, I think there's a chance somewhere down the future we can band together because I don't think we're going to have a choice. We're going to mm-hmm. have to, we're going to have to, it's just, it's going to become inevitable.
0: I think, well, it's happening now, clearest yeah. day. There have been, especially under the Trump administration, there have been attacks against um, the Hispanic population, the Black population, the Asian population, um, especially. So I think at this point there, if you, you have to look at it in no other fraction, then we have to band together.
1: Yeah. The other group of people that I think is also important are the really the poor, poor white people like they're not receiving any privileges or advantages, you know, you know, economically and, you know, the government's not helping them at all, but they seem to support, you know, these things. And they're staying in the same, um, you know, the way that they are really poor, like you see in the Midwest or like in Kentucky, like these are really, really poor people that are working in, you know, coal mines and like different things like that, Um, you know, and them, you know, fighting, I think, banding together with, you know, minorities and people of color, too, to help, you know, fight white supremacy, because probably at the end of the day, you know, that's part of the reason why they're at where they're at. Um, you know, that's another population that I think, you know, could be, you know, helpful to.
0: They could if they want to, and if they're yeah. willing to learn, that's another thing. I mean, anyone who is and completely anti-racist and wants to be part of the movement can join, as long as you're willing to learn and um, smite all the ignorances that you have. But um, does anyone have any last comments? I would just like to say that our sister's house completely stands in solidarity with the um, Asian American population and we will continue to be your allies. We will continue to be a place of refuge um, no matter what. I just want to
2: say that this was actually a really productive conversation. A lot of good ideas and, um, and, and comments came out of this conversation. And I hope we keep the conversation going. We should do um, more of this type of commentary.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. An idea that we were talking about yesterday was having a series, you know, Um, of Asian American story, of the Native American story, the Hispanic story, Um, just because everybody's, you know, story is different and every, you know, culture has a different history. Um, So we really, we were looking to have guests come on um, to talk about their personal experience and how their experience, you know, affects the the way that they live their life and how maybe they may be treated, you know, differently than others. So um, if anybody is interested in being a guest on a show, and you are, you know, Asian American, or you're Native American, and you have, you know, experience, and you want to talk about, you know, your experience, we'd love to have you on. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Confabulation. And we hope to see you guys next week. Don't forget to comment down below your thoughts on this episode. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.